Hey friends, this is Holly Bame Lytle, and you're listening to Isaac's Autism in the Wild podcast, where we focus on topics related to raising loved ones touched by autism and its impact on relationships and family. I'll be sharing some of my personal parenting experiences, raising my son Isaac, who passed away in 2007, as well as an entirely different parenting experience as I now raise my son Caleb, who never ceases to blow my mind with his beautiful autism perspectives. So grab a drink and join me as I interview this week's panel of exceptional autism parents. Okay, so we have a group of parents today, and we are talking about the topic of CBD treatment options. So thanks for joining me. Um, So the question here is, so CBD treatment options are very debatable. Just so um, context for those that are listening, um, we are in the state of Washington, which um, means that marijuana is legal. And it has been, how many years has it been Four or five? It's been about four, yeah. Yeah, so about four years we have had the benefit of um, benef- pros and cons. Of course, just, um, you know, I say pros and cons because there's nothing like going to a concert and just keep being surrounded by a cloud of, um, <laughs> you know, although uh, it's funny because I will tell you that my kids will travel through certain neighborhoods and it's like, man, they have a lot of skunks in this neighborhood. Yeah. It's like, yes, <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how many skunks live in this neighborhood. Um, but all that aside, I also went on a vacation to Hawaii. And every place we would go where we would say that, yeah, we're from Washington State, it's they were we were being grilled about the marijuana laws. And, oh, my gosh, is it just crazy people walking down the streets? You know, like, it's like, no, it's not really like that. But um, so for the purpose of this, um, let's start with, um, do you feel like CBD treatment options are a better alternative to some of the pharmaceutical options that we have available for our kids, specifically on the autism spectrum? This is for the outtakes portion. Did you know that the day that they legalized marijuana in Washington, Hostess all also went bankrupt? So a whole subset of stoners just went, no! <laughs> um, so, um, but luckily little Debbie stepped in. So, yes, um, I know. That was thankfully, thankfully. Um, just in general with CBD, I think the only reason it hasn't gained worldwide acceptance, or at least in this country, is the FDA hasn't figured out a way how to monetize it. Doctors won't prescribe it because they're not getting a little kickback from the pharma company. Sorry, doctors. I love you, but... Yeah. Um, so true. So, Nobody will argue that fact. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm of the mindset that whatever individual case that you have that you think is going to be beneficial to your child, you try anything and everything. And they've been proven that... I mean, because CBD actually has taken the illicit portion of the THC out of it. So, so you're, it you're not walking around with little stoners. Yeah, it's yeah. completely medicinal without being, um, you know, as I said, the illicit portion. And in fact, in doing my research here in Spokane, um, I called the first marijuana affiliated business I could, which was more of the THC variety, but they were so accommodating in that, oh no, that's not what you want. Here's the CBD portion that doesn't have the illicit portion. And so then I went um, to that particular outfit and um, the nice um, 60s-ish, meaning era, not age, lady behind the counter was also very educational in what to do, the dosage. Um, how much does your child weigh? Well, then this is the proper dosage for your child if you want to try this. We're not pushing it on you, but here's some of the benefits. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, we didn't continue down that road and I won't go into why, but... I am of the mindset that whatever you think, as long as you've done a little research, or even if you haven't, 
you think is going to benefit your child in your specific circumstance, I'm just done with the opinions of others. Yeah. You know, no, I agree. And walk just, in our shoes. Yeah. And I will actually be honest. We do have a medical doctor here in Spokane that even before we were allowed, um, would have, um, would prescribe, make a prescription so that we could, so kids with autism in certain circumstances could, um, benefit from, um, the CBD. So I always thought, man, you are a very progressive doctor, but again, it's what's the need of the child. Child and what are we hoping to accomplish with this? And he is of the mind that um, for some things, um, and actually I'm going to be interviewing him on a podcast because I think he's a very fascinating doctor. Um, you know, what are we trying to accomplish here? And is this a better alternative to a pharmaceutical? And um, and I will say, you know, when you're talking about anxiety, um, you know, there I, I definitely see a benefit. Um, and that's one of the things that, you know, mo- it seems like when I'm talking to parents, most often I'm seeing them using the, um, trying out the CBD because there is so much anxiety around autism and just, you know, they're, um, they're you know, if you're in a constant fight or flight, you know, state, it's really difficult to live a comfortable life and also have that higher brain capacity to be able to learn new things. Um, so, um, so it's kind of an interesting topic. Now, have either of you, um, do either of you guys have any experience where you would, um, and I don't know the answer to this because I haven't had sat down and, you know, surveyed every single family that I talked to, which would be interesting to do. But my question is, is there, are there times where you've been able to use CBD and then actually discontinue other pharmaceuticals? And that's, you know, I don't know that I have, um, an answer to that. Um, no, well, we don't use any pharmaceuticals for the boys. Um, And I would say we've just kind of started in a process of considering something um, like that, uh, like CBD, because I think that my number one fear is I I don't want little medicated, um, you know, little robots around there, you know, and I guess each person has to think of why they're going to use each thing. And I love my boys' personality. They have great personalities, but I can see like you said, the anxiety, the fear, uh, you know, in the house or when we go places. And if there is something that can lessen that and you can just see them enjoy an event and not always be in that fight or flight yeah. stage and just, it, it would be an amazing thing to just, you know, see them relax for a second, you know. <coughs> I don't think that some people realize that, you know, living in that state, I always made the comment about Evan, one of the saddest things about my 10-year-old on the spectrum is there has not been a day since he was born that he hasn't cried. Not one day. And not like, you know, a bratty would ever cry, like a real cry, you know, and that makes me so sad. Yeah. Like, I, I, if he could just have one day of just at peace and just enjoy the day, not be fearful of something or I mean, what what a great blessing! And if if that if uh, CBD oil could give that to him, you're right. I would definitely, um, you know, do something like that. I think that they need to consider all options because uh, you have so many parents out there with uh, kids that have so many different disabilities that we're just out here going, hey, you know, yeah, what what can we use? Just just let us try something that that might help our child. And no, we're not just trying to 
drug them up or just trying to, you know, we just want them generally, I think most people just want them generally just to have To be comfortable, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So either of you worried about the social stigmas of the CBD, I'll tell you that early on when it became legalized, um, a lot of families were worried about admitting the fact that they were looking at um, these as options. And so, you know, even just talking about it and um, you know, because people are like, hey, has anybody tried it? And no one wanted to admit if they had been trying it or not. Because again, that social stigma, um, because even when marijuana became, you know, legalized in the state of Washington, there was a lot of people that were adamantly against it. And it's a gateway drug, blah, blah, blah. Um, so it was, but I, I feel like over the course of the last four or five years, um, like now I feel like it's much less of a stigma. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that parents are, you know, necessarily openly talking about their, the pros and cons of having used CBD? Um, I mean, definitely, you know, you never want anybody to, you know, be looking down on you and stuff. But, um, you know, I still have, I'm one of those people who still am not sure if they should have legalized it or not. I'll be perfectly honest. I've seen a lot of negatives from it, especially with people in my own family. And so, um, you know, it's, it seems a little, sometimes, you know, honestly, I'm like, well, why don't you grow up a little bit? Why are you still smoking weed every day? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But, um, there's so many good benefits as well to it that have really helped people. You know, I remember when my mom, uh, was going through cancer and this was years ago, we were like, Hey, we heard this might help. Do you want us to go get you something type of a deal? And she's like, you know, she's in so much pain. I mean, she's on so much stuff and nothing's helping. And she, because of the stigma, no, no, I could never yeah. do something like that. And it did make me sad because it could have maybe, really maybe helped. But, yeah. um, I mean, I guess, you know, off mic, David said something you know, about not caring. And, and I guess I kind of feel a lot like that too. Like if it's something that can help my kid and you're going to think bad of me, well, I mean, whatever, because I'm going to do anything to help my kid, you yeah. know? I can unequivocally say from my days, it is a gateway to Twinkies and pizza rolls. um, (laughs) So it's just, you know, I just, for the benefit of everyone out there, Morgan's um, 11 years old on the spectrum. It was one of the many things we tried for anxiety. And I will say, I don't think we gave it a fair go. um, And I understand why it was cut off a because I was on the road and B because my wife was dealing with the anxiety. So it was only tried for six days when Morgan went through some more, um, severe anxiety. I tried to impress upon uh, Meg that this can't cause anxiety, but she was there and I wasn't, I was on the road. She was dealing with the anxiety. And so she just made the call. Um, at the same time, my hope is that, you know, and maybe I'm a little bit jaded, but I am just like, Unless you're in the specific individual scenario, you have no really, short of giving them, you know, something that's going to be detrimental to their health. If you don't know what the person's going through, then you really, unless you want to be engaged in the fight and stand with them on a 24-7 basis, and then you're qualified to really um, chime in on what you think is the best for that individual. Otherwise, um, I'm of the mindset that whatever you believe you're doing to the benefit of the child, short of harming them physically is fair game at this point because um, we still haven't really wrapped our mind around what we're dealing with whatever is on the spectrum looks completely different for each child so um, 
you know, just like there's a thousand definitive volumes in Barnes and Nobles as to how to parent your child. And why? Yes. Because nobody has really figured out. They figured out what works for their child, so they're going to tell the world broad scale what works for every kid, which, yeah. in fact, I can't tell you what's going to work for your child or yours mm-hmm. just as much as you can't tell me. So anything, anything that you think you're doing that's a benefit is fair game. Well, <clears throat> yep, I will tell you that I've been doing uh, first responder training over in the state of Idaho this last week, and very often these, you know, they're all delightful first responders, but, you know, when, you know, they're asking questions about, you know, there's got to be an easier way to have kind of the, you know, if A, then B, if B, then C, and I, you know, kind of try and press upon them, um, if it was that easy, everyone would be doing it. We would have, that would be a manual. And then we parents wouldn't be struggling and fighting every single day the way that we are. And it just is one of those things where it's like, you know, please people, if it was that easy, you don't think that we would have the little flow chart that we would, you know, like have in our pocket that we could then hand to people and say, hey, you're me watching my kid. Here's your, if A, then B, if B, then C, if D, then jump to F and then come back to C. You know what I mean? And it's not that easy. Every day I wake up, it's a little bit different. I don't know what to expect. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, always an adventure and so I you know bless your little hearts you're so adorable but that's the whole reason why we have to spend three hours doing this training because again I always talk about it's the and this was an analogy by Dr. Swineford who's been on a previous podcast she you know when she's teaching you know these new student you know um, undergrad students that come through you know WSU's department or program she um her, she uses the, she calls it an autism buffet. Um, it's a buffet of autism in that um, every single person is a little bit different because how autism impacts that person is different. And, um, you know, some have more, you know, communication challenges for a variety of reasons. Some have more, you know, um, sensory issues that are more seeking. Some are more avoidant. And so, you know, because of all of these variations and, you know, it's, it's, you know, if we all went through a food buffet today and we were to dish up foods, I guarantee you every single one of our plates would look different because I don't like peas. You may love peas. You may just like them a little bit. Um, I won't eat a mashed potato to save myself. So I'm going to go with, you know what I'm saying? We all have different preferences. Some prefer chicken, beef. And so when you think about that, it's the same thing when these, you're talking about the autism and why it's so variable. And that to that degree then when we're talking about you know CBD it makes sense that because of this autism buffet if you will why you can't just make a global determination that CBD will or won't be a benefit for these little people because again what is it that we're trying to treat again more often than not just if you're listening more often than not people are wanting to treat um, anxiety and also we have a large issue with sleep and so I do see that um, you know, families are wanting to try it out just to see if maybe they can get better sleep patterns because it's believed that you know, if we can improve quality of sleep and get them to sleep longer, maybe we can, you know, the brain will have time to rest and then we might see some different um, growth in different areas. But um, again, um, you know, because of that, I think it's it really frustrates me when we have, you know, legislators or people deciding you know, that globally, this is a no-no. We can't globally do this. And so, um, 
Oh, that's very story. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> so I'm with you. I think that, you know, we have to have the opportunity to decide, um, you know, and be able to try it. I'm also a big believer, and I, this is a whole platform of why Isaac Foundation even exists um, to start with, is that, you know, after Isaac died, I, <clears throat> I literally have this, like, epiphany moment. Very few things I remember, you know, around that time frame of when Isaac passed away, but I remember sitting... Um, you know, his memorial service was over and I remember just, you know, like sitting in the pew, just kind of, you know, waiting for people to get me ready to leave. And I just had this kind of this moment of like peace because <clears throat> I had thought about all the things that I had tried at that particular time. It was, you know, this was 14 years ago, or I'm sorry, it was 12 years ago, but you know, from the time he was, you know, diagnosed until the day that he passed away, um, I tried a lot of things, you know, you research it, you know, and some things were a little bit controversial, just even diet modifications back in those days were um, controversial. You know, we never had the benefit of trying CBD because it wasn't readily available. Um, and so, um, but at that particular time, I had this like comfort in knowing that, you know what, I tried everything and I could say that, you know, I didn't leave a stone unturned and that, you know, he was the best that he could be um, at, you know, the, the point where we lost him. And so the platform for Isaac Foundation, you know, beginning was is that if we could, through the Isaac Foundation, create an opportunity for families to be able to try a variety of different interventions, to be able to, at the very least, check it off the list, um, then by God, I would like to be able to do that. Um, and so... Like I said, what we were able to provide early on is different because every, you know it seems like every three to four years there's something a little bit different that comes out that might that shows that it might have some benefit. But you know, again, being able to try, have the opportunity to be able to say, "Hey, I tried it, didn't work," or "Hey, we tried it at this point and it wasn't really didn't have you know the we didn't see the progress that we wanted." But hey, at a different point, we may circle back around to it because maybe we're going to be at a different place where we could do it. I think there's a lot of value in that, and I think then when your child is an adult and they are their, their best self, then you can look back and be like, hey, you know what? We gave, you know what? We tried a lot of different things. We kept, we used the things that worked. We at least checked off the things that didn't. And um, you can feel good about that. I also, um, I want to circle back because I don't want this to come off as, um, there are a lot of heartbreaking stories of addiction that include pot being a gateway drug. So I don't want to minimize that by saying, you know, I'm just tossing aside the notion of that because that is an absolute reality. And, you know, that's also an individual thing. At the same time, I don't want this to come off as we're not advocating for pharmaceuticals. I think the larger picture here is whatever you think, including CBD, um, recently we found that there's some, I don't know if there's any correlation, we've tried a new pharmaceutical with Morgan and all of a sudden I'm seeing results and we are seeing results that we hadn't previously seen. It just happened that this is what connected. So I just, again, the larger picture is whatever connects. I was in, I was on a guy's trip last weekend with Scottsdale, in Scottsdale. Um, I got a text from Morgan. That in itself was a, I got a text from Morgan. She reached out and sought interaction and I was just absolutely blown away. And all she wanted to let me know is, hey, daddy, there was a short movie attached to the end of Incredibles 2. It was hilarious. The, the <laughs> fact that she used the terminology hilarious, the fact that she acknowledged that she wanted something to share with me. 
I mean, I was blown. I, I couldn't adequately describe it to the guys that were with me. I tried, yeah. and they're like, oh, that's great. I'm cool. like, yeah, I know yeah. it's great, and yeah. you have no idea. You have no idea. Right. The and so to this. the point, and then I reached back out and said, that's amazing, sweetie. How's the weekend going? Never got any reciprocal interaction. Yeah. And then just two days ago, I mean, but the next day, actually, um, a 10-minute FaceTime conversation with her. She has no desire to be on there longer than she wants me to tour she usually wants me to tour any like run-of-the-mill hotel room that I'm at, and that's it she wants. And we had a 10-minute conversation in which she asked questions and interacted. And then just the other day, Piper uh, lets out one of her earth-shattering belches, like she always does. Morgan's like, why does she burp so loud? That is usually a statement. That's usually, by, that's usually dismissed at that point because she had made a statement. Why does Piper burp so loud? So Meg and I are sitting there. Two minutes later, Morgan's like, why isn't anybody answering me? I turn around. She's still on, like, the landing on the steps. She was still waiting for an answer. answer. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, sweetie. I'm sorry, because she drank a bunch of orange Fanta. Yeah. But, I mean, she never would even engage beyond the question, and yet there she was waiting for the answer. Anyway, that is all to circle back and say, this is potentially what might have worked. It was a pharmaceutical. Whatever you deem necessary for your child is fair game. Yeah. And we actually use a combination for Caleb, um, because I will say that, um, you know, he's on one medication pharmaceutical that we actually are really loving right now because it actually, um, one of the benefits, benefits, or, you know, some might argue that is that he does get a little bit more emotional, um, which is good. Emotional. It's like here, I'm excited about him being emotional, but because he's so flat and it doesn't, um, often you don't, you know, just so he'll come in and he'll say, you know, I don't, I just don't know what I'm feeling inside. And I'm like, well, describe it. And he says, I just feel so much joy. It's <laughs> <Just laughs> like, oh, and he's just, I, but I just don't know why. And I'm like, well, maybe it's because the sun was shining. You got to play outside. But again, having this moment where it's like, I have this weird feeling. It's like, well, what does it feel like? Well, just like, you know, joy and happiness. And I'm like, isn't that amazing where, um, you know, again, like, you know, he's 11. And the fact that we're just having a conversation about joy and happiness and that he has this feeling that he is, you know, like it's unusual to him. Um, kind of, I mean, it's kind of sad. Um, but then yet, um, there's other times where he comes in my room and he says, do you mind if I lay down with you for a minute? Because I'm just feeling like some sadness. And it's like, well, what do you, what are you sad about? And he says, you know what? Well, I'm disappointed because my favorite YouTuber ended the video with blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, um, okay. But you know what? You feel sadness. We'll accept it. You know what I mean? Let's just right. celebrate the fact that you feel sad. Um, so we, you know, but it was like he came to me and wanted to lay with me because he was feeling sadness. And so he wanted to be around me. Well, how fantastic is that? I mean, yeah, you're sad. And I'm sorry about this, this YouTuber. But, um, but, you know, I do like the CBD in the sense that, you know, he does get a lot of anxiety and um, just un- irrational fears that, you know, he has a hard time working through. And I definitely see CBD as being something that does help him, especially, you know, at night. And even he's not a great sleeper. Um, so being able to help him, you know, have him use that for that benefit. Now, I will say, on a side note, I was really reluctant um, at first to, um, try it because, you know, I am divorced and there always is that, you know, when you're divorced, you're always worried about, you know, how is this going to, you know, you have that conversation with the other, 
um, parent and then, you know, if they're not on, you know, for it and then, you know, all of a sudden now, you know, your child gets, you know, drug tested and they're, they have it in their system. What is this going to look like? And, um, so that's one of those things where, you know, unfortunately, you know, sometimes there's, um, you know, family dynamics where you have one parent that's for it, one parent's against it and how you navigate that. I can't sit there and tell you that I'm an expert, but just understand I, I recognize it, but, and that's where I think to what you were saying, David, is getting informed, um, doing your research, talking, these people that work in these um, stores actually are very, very, very knowledgeable. Um, you know, even reaching out to doctors um, like Dr. Green, who actually he himself um, is very versed and actually prescribes it for those that are interested um, and then feel that they need to have a prescription route for that. Um, you know, again, connecting with him to find out about dosaging um, and that sort of thing. But it is really amazing to me when you start actually dialing into the people that are working in these stores, these retail locations in terms of how much they know. Um, and, and so I would say definitely educate yourself and, you know, do what you think is best. And I just want to touch real quick on the, like, the judgment part, you know, whether it's the autism community or you know, whether you're not even part of that, you have to remember that when somebody has, you know, a child with a disability, um, lots of times they're going to try anything and everything. Like you said, whether it's a diet, a pharmaceutical, CBD oil, whatever it is. And um, as you have to just really be thoughtful and careful about you know, what you say, even if it's something that didn't work for your child or, you know, by science base, it's never worked for any child, you know, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna try it, you know, and it's okay. It's not, you know, you need support. You need, cause I know we did a gluten and dairy free for, um, Gosh, four of the longest years of my life, <laughs> I know, right? like, um, for both of the boys. And we um, are, you know, Evan's always had big gut issues. But, um, and, you know, we did see definite improvements in that. Um, but it just, you know, we finally just decided it did get to the point where were these improvements worth these little amounts of things that, cause as you know, autistic kids barely eat anything oh, anyway. So much. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and we eventually went off of it, but you know, we've had so many people, you know, that's bogus, that's blah, blah. That's not really what you need to hear. And, and even inside, I've seen lots of times parents, you know, there is no change, but inside they feel like there is just because they need something. They need, they need something to feel like to they're doing hope. something. Yes. And they feel, need to feel like they're doing yeah. something. That and and, might and be what's harm in that? You yeah. know, as long as the child's not being harmed, you know, it, it's just, you're going through a process. You're trying to figure out uh, how to do what's best for your child and we just really all need to be supportive of that and and know that we don't know what you know I don't know what you guys go through with Morgan you guys you know don't know what I'm going through with the boys and we just need to be really you know Caleb we just need to be really supportive of everybody and just make everybody feel like it's okay you know yeah everybody's route's different cut the judgments I guess yeah or you know internally judge I don't you know you don't need to be like um, right. expressing your judgments yeah. I guess you know, <laughs> exactly if you want to judge me inside but I don't have to hear it or like hear about it through other people then like fine knock yourself out but anyway does anybody else have anything that they want to add 
I don't know if it pertains to this subject. It certainly pertains to judgment. So you tell me. Yeah, you I think go, it does. I mean, I feel like this one is so judgment laden, mm. you know, anyway. So go right ahead. You could always edit this and put it somewhere else or never use it. Um, so recently, when I was gone this past weekend, um, my wife had a friend over and she's been a dear friend. Um, but she's all of, of the mindset of the whole anti-immunization thing. Um, okay. Yeah. And we have the residual guilt of, did we inject our daughter with autism? Yeah. We just do. It's never going to go away. It's always going to be there. We thought we've come to terms with it. Um, and this person gave her stance in Meg's presence. And I thought, okay, understood. But you know our deal. Your kid's not on the spectrum. Ours is. You win. Um, I thought it was a little tone deaf. And then she took to social media with her confirmation bias of a doctor who, you know, has had their study and said, you know, oh, well, in our study, certainly um, it has proven that immunization could affect this. And she put it on social media after having the conversation with our wife, after our wife, my wife, our wife, um, we're not sister wives. Let's be clear. New things come out in the podcast every day, no? And kind of knowing the deal for a long time with where we're at and it just came off a little tone deaf like you already know how sensitive this is to Meg and then you took to social media with your initiative congratulations to confirm what you believe in confirmation but you can always find a doctor to reinforce it and just I just and I don't do a very good job of doing the thing that I should with Meg which is just allowing her to have her feelings and allowing her instead of trying to fix them and in this instance I said you know what you are absolutely right to feel exactly how you feel right now, which is this friend should have known better, should have known who her audience would be, including you, yeah. knowing that she doesn't have somebody on the spectrum. And congratulations. She's reinforced what she believes, even though we're not entirely clear as to what this is. Right. And you are entirely um, well within your rights to feel that this friend, you know, may have in some, at least affected how you're feeling right now. There's no reason why you shouldn't feel this way. And... Um, so yeah, as you said, be very careful if you can as to the, how the words or the things or whatever platform you put out there, how it could affect other people. Because my goodness, you know, I just, there was something that we thought we had gotten clear of again that was thrown right back into our face. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's the, this vaccination movement is definitely very challenging and, you know, I, I, have wonderful relationships with families that are on both ends of the spectrum where they are very vehement anti-vaxxers. And then I have some very like vocal families that very much um, feel that every individual in the United States and even in the world should be vaccinated to the maximum extent possible. Um, and then I have a lot of families that are in between where, um, they are what I, I don't consider them anti-vaxxers. These are the individuals that I think are very um, precise in terms of which vaccines they give, the order in which they give them, and how long it takes those kids to be fully vaccinated. And I have to tell you, one of my biggest disappointments is just seeing um, some of the social media attacks and just the language that's used to try and reinforce their point that they think they're right. Right. And it's just... It absolutely breaks my heart to see see and read language like that about, you know, just flung at the other end in terms of, you know, what are you stupid? And, you know, that just these, you know, because the reality of it is that is never 
you know, I, I have to be honest with you, you know, um, I have certain political opinions and I will tell you that no, at no time someone calling me stupid for my political beliefs has ever made me think, oh my God, you know, you're right. What was I thinking? Um, and you can sit at the table and vote just so you guys know on each end and be okay. Me and Holly are sitting next to each other and And we didn't vote the same. We didn't. We're okay. We're not yelling at each other. We are still quite good friends. (laughs) (laughs) We are still good friends, (laughs) you know, but that's the thing is, is that, um, you know, we can have our differences of opinion, be very passionate about those um, beliefs, but yet not, um, really tear one another apart because of those beliefs. And again, like I said, there has never been a time where, you know, being so, um, you know, I, I say disrespectful in the language that's being chosen to be used mm-hmm. has ever changed someone from their beliefs. And really, you know, for these individuals that are, you know, having these feelings, you know, did you inject your child with autism? Um, you know what? It's fear, you know what I mean? You and sadness that you may have been a vessel that had, you know, created this situation. And um, and that's just where it's like, where where's just basic co- compassion and understanding mm-hmm. and just a place of, you know, I can hear where you're at. I mean, I may not, you know, I can't relate because my circumstance is different, but just have a little mm-hmm. bit of compassion and keep the judgments. And, you know, you can think what you want all day long but just be more aware of what you're you know spouting out there and even how you're going about making your points um definitely and again it can be on cbd it can be on vaccines it can be on there's a big you know debate about aba you know therapy versus you know play-based floor time therapies i mean my god we could debate all of these things public education private education homeschool you know what i mean it's so vast it's so you know i mean we could go on and on but maybe we should create a whole podcast around judgments right we could go um, to town all day long on that yeah all right well we are going to wrap this one up thanks for listening and we hope you subscribe and um, check out some of the other topics that we have on future podcasts and that's it for now if you want to be notified of our next podcast release be sure to hit subscribe and just remember we're all in this together so find your tribe and hold them tight